Hello and welcome to another episode of the Formal Cast. That was kind of loud. I apologize for that. We're here. Tim, say hello. Hello. We got a lot of cover, so we're going to start having fun because my son's going to interrupt us anytime now. And he's going to want to say hi to Tim. So we're going to as much as we can to record it before he gets here. And then we're going to keep going after that. But first, as we always do, we're going to start off with the RIPs, which is, uh, you know, usually sad. But these ones, I mean, they're one, some aren't old, but some are. Um, the first one is Henry Parham. Uh, Tim, take it away with him since you have all the info about him. Well, I mean, it's not that much. He was one. Uh, he actually passed away on July 4th, uh, 99 years old. And the interesting about thing about him, which I don't know why I didn't catch it before, um, but he was a U.S. Army veteran, World War II, and he was the last known living member of the only all-black unit to land on the beach at Normandy on D-Day. So now there is um, normal, no more living members of the all-black unit that um, stormed the beach of, of Normandy. So he was 99, um, kind of, I guess you could say, a little bit fitting that you know he passed away on July 4th. This is Independence Day. He was an Army veteran. And, um, you know, one of the last ones of the, the all-black unit. So, um, yeah, RIP to him. So, um, yeah, um, whenever we have someone like that, that was, you know, um, fighting in a war is tough in general. But um, but then you also got to think, you know, he was African-American and that doesn't help at all. And then you're an all African American unit. And, you know, even though slavery has been abolished and everyone has rights at that time, they're still treated as second class citizens. So you're fighting for your country and then you're also being basically treated subparly. So, uh, you know, I thank him you know, a lot for his service and uh, thinking of his family on that. Um, next, we have Charlie Robinson, who was 75. Tim had to remind me because as soon as I saw he passed and I was like, oh, my gosh. And he played Cliff, I believe it was, on Night Court. And um, Tim never watched Night Court. How have you never watched Night Court? It was at night. I was sleeping. That's not the way it worked, Tim. <laughs> no, I, I, I knew of it, but never, I don't know. I guess that, I that one was, so they had Harry Anderson and um, John Larroquette, everyone knows. Richard Mole was one of my favorites, and he played Bull. So he was a tall, bald guy. And now you see him, he kind of plays like a creepy, killerist type person, even if he's not in the in a movie or show. And, and now Charles Robinson played Mac Robinson. Oh, wow, I had the same last name. That's cool. Um, and I can't remember what he was. I think he was a... Uh, I can't remember on that one now if what he played. I think he was like one of the bailiffs because um, Marsha Warfield, who played Roz, she was one of the bailiffs. I remember that. So was Bull. And I, th- I think Charles Robinson was as well. And then Harry Anderson was the judge. John Larroquette and uh, Marky Post were both uh, lawyers. And it was a it was a fun show. It was a lot of fun. And I think they actually were going to um, – they were thinking about a revival or something. But um, Harry Anderson passed away in 2018. So that kind of didn't really um, – didn't really go through to anything. Um, oh, he had a stroke. I didn't even realize that's what it was. Um, but yeah, uh, 
Charles Robinson was really fun to watch. I really liked him on the, on the show and he was kind of a comedic relief. The, all the bailiffs were kind of comedic relief. And then uh, Harry Anderson was one of the lead people that was, you know, it was a comedy show. It was great. It was fun. So, you know, he was only 75, which is sad. And then last we have Paul on Arndorf who was 71. Tim. Yeah. Obviously if you probably, probably don't recognize the name unless you're, a diehard fan, but he was known uh, by his stage name, which was Mr. Wonderful um, for the WWF, um, now the WWE. Uh, like like you said, he died 71 um, in Georgia. Didn't say what the cause was, but he was uh, known for, well, he was first a manager when he was coming up for uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, um, and then uh, he was kind of more famous for challenging Hogan for the Hulk Hogan for the world title in 1984, which he lost in the following year, him and Roddy Roddy Piper took Hogan and Mr. T in the first WrestleMania. So that was pretty cool. And then afterwards they, him and Hogan had another, you know, little feud, um, as well. So he retired in 1988 and was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2005. So, peace and peace to, to everyone. Yeah, to everybody. Um, it's uh, always sad to see some of these ones that are kind of, I don't know. Um, it's it's weird because you don't hear from them for a long, long time. Uh, Mr. Wonderful, obviously, he still had a presence with the WWE because they do have the the network that shows old matches all the time. And so they're always kind of floating around, but you know, it is kind of, you know, a, di- a difficult time. We, we, you know, like I said, uh, thoughts and prayers with everybody. Um, and, and make sure if you want to check out any of the stuff we're going to be talking about, if you do go to our link tree, L I N K T R dot E E slash FOMO cast gaming, we have links to our YouTube, our Twitch channels, Facebook pages, you name it. We post a lot of the articles on our Facebook page to kind of keeps us track of for me to see what we're going to talk about. But uh, yeah, um, and the first thing we're talking about today, it just popped up on my timeline. Um, Basically, the news that broke today is that Tiger King is getting uh, resentenced is what it is. His charges, his sentencing has been vacated. They confirmed the charges, but the problem was is somehow when they charged him, they charged him with hiring a hitman to kill a person twice. But the prosecution argued that he hired one person to kill two people. So basically what this does is it could potentially knock off about 100 months from his sentence. It's not like he's going to go free tomorrow, like supposedly Bill Cosby might or whatever, but this is one of those things where it's not that big of a deal, but people are blowing it up because they're like, oh, man, he's going to go free. Well, that's not the case. It's not the case at all. So, um, But it is almost going to take 10 years off the sentence, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's only 100. Well, 100 months. I mean, 120 would be 10, so. Well, because no, because you look. So what it was is, nine is years. he had a 22 a years, over nine years. So he had a 22 year prison sentence. And so. so it, so, okay. His sentencing guidelines increased from 210 to two, 262 months to 362 to 327 months. 
Oh, so it's backwards. So yeah. So basically, if we are looking at this, so twenty-two years is what two hundred, two hundred and ten months, almost two hundred months. Um, two two uh two hundred forty months. Two hundred forty months. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because one hundred twenty months would be ten years. Oh, I see what they did. So basically, it was he had the potential to be like four hundred months because of each. So I see what happened. So oh, they sentenced count. him to like eleven and eleven for each one. So technically, he could get seven and seven or something like that. Okay, so not big a deal. You know, it is what it is. Um, so the next thing we have, we're going to start it off. This one was weird. I told the wife about this, and she's like, wait, what do you mean? Um, Jerry O'Connell is officially joining the talk following Sharon Osbourne's exit. If you didn't know, Sharon Osbourne is leaving because um, she says some racist stuff, and a lot of stuff is coming out that she said that's not appropriate. We won't talk about that. But um, uh, why Jerry O'Connell? It doesn't make any sense. I know he's a good interview person, you know. But, um, I mean, really? Why? I don't know why. I mean, he has some funny videos on TMZ where he's walking down the street and he knows they're recording him. And he'll start singing some girly songs, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a interesting one. Or maybe that was the best fit for they went down the list and they got to him and he's the one that said yes. Yeah. Um, Cause would so, he be yeah. the only male one on there? Yes. Yeah. But so. I mean, so, so here's the thing though. Okay. So when it comes to the shows like that though, sometimes what they do is I have noticed they'll bring a guest on who's a male and they'll input him into the mix. So maybe that's what they they think they need. To beat the view, you know, everyone's quitting all these shows. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, I guess I'll have to record it or watch it or something. I don't know. Um, this next one is oddly interesting. Um, Kraft Mac and Cheese is making an ice cream. Well, they're not making it. It's Kraft Mac and Cheese flavored. So, I don't know who's making it. But are you going to try it, Tim? Uh, it's going to be those ones where it's either going to be really good. Or it's going to be really nasty. But the nice thing is, is it's not just a mac and cheese ice cream. It's craft behind it. Right. So hopefully it's, you know, as I'm sure we've all tasted a generic mac and cheese ice cream versus like a name brand one craft or whatnot. Um, so I, it'll be interesting. I'll taste it. You, do, you why, don't know. because I Why mean, not? Like, you have you have um uh the Jones sodas that used to do like the Thanksgiving flavors. And yeah. some people are always like it's awesome, but it's also disgusting at the same time. So you're like, okay. Um, like you well, said, because crafts behind it, I mean how it, how wrong could you go? No, exactly. And I mean, from me being in the in the um grape industry, there's grapes that taste like cotton candy and they are delicious so who would have thought that cotton candy put in grape form you know could be the same thing i mean that that is true that is the most popular and tim 
if you guys want that, um, watch out. I'll make Tim post it in the FOMO cast group when they become available because it legitimately is the hottest time of year. And it's like a what? Two week window, three week window. Really? Not in the beginning. That's what it was. But now in the beginning, they bring some up from Chile, Mexico, and then it gets to the States. Um, so it's probably starting any time now, if they haven't been already out, um, then goes through probably the end of August, maybe beginning September, depending on how, how the season goes. So, you know, it's, well, that's a, good, good, you know. it's a good four to six, maybe even eight week, uh, window just because they've gotten so popular and they've done plantings, um, down South. Well, that is good to know. Um, then we're, we're going to see. We're going to see what happens with Kraft Mac and Cheese. If it's good, it's not. Maybe we'll make Tim do a live, um, a live uh, taste test, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, where, you, where you get it at first. That's true. That's true. Um, next, we have the one that's oddly awesome and weird at the same time. This one half makes sense, half doesn't. Um, There's a copy of Super Mario 64 sold for $1.5 million. Mind you, it was sealed and in perfect condition. But, I mean, um, they didn't they didn't sell the original Nintendo game for that much, did they? No, I've never heard anything selling for this much. But from what, if I remember... Um, hold on, wait, other... Oh, I guess the there was another record break, uh, a record breaker sale just two days before of the original uh, Legend of Zelda cartridge that sold okay. for eight hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, recently, uh, yes. I should say. Yeah, it said a couple of days before this one, and that made it the world's most expensive game that held it for a couple of days. So, That's crazy. Um, yeah, because I know that they that. sold the original. They sold the original Nintendo game about a couple of months ago, and I remember because it, it sold. It sold before. It sold recently, but it sold a couple of years ago too. Because somebody bought the game and it was sitting in a drawer, like it was legitimately in the package. The original Nintendo game. It was sitting in a drawer. Yeah. Uh, okay, I see what's going on here. So yes, it was sealed uh, in the package. Well, what it was is like they do with any type of um baseball or sports cards is it's been graded as well so the super mario was a 9.8 grade out of 10 so it was basically in i mean it wasn't a gym mint because that would be 10 but it was really close to it so i guess there was another copy that um was 9.6 and it sold for 13,200 so it didn't say when that one sold um on that and then like i said there was a nine point there the legend the legend of zelda one was a 9.0 but the thing is is right now uh as you could probably attest just stuff right now mm-hmm. if were if you're collecting any type of collectibles before the pandemic hit it was reason you know Stuff was going for reasonable amounts. I mean, you had super rare stuff that went for higher, which is understandable. Well, now that the pandemic hit, because um, my family likes collecting sports cards, 
They took them all down out of Target. You could only get them on these certain days. You could only get them right. at the counter. Um, and then they basically said, you know, then people were getting into fights for them because you only buy like two packs um, total. And then finally they just said, no, we're not even doing doing that anymore. We're completely. Well, they're back out there again. <laughs> you can't buy them here. So it was stuff was going for just ridiculously high prices which stinks for the avid collector where you can't get not necessarily deals but get something at a cheaper price um or like a rookie card of a guy and then all of a sudden a couple years later or he gets like rookie of the year so it kind of goes up and then he gets you know a handful of years later gets mvp or whatnot and you've had this card for seven years and you got it for cheap and now it's um you know, it gets more expensive just because of the, you know, the investment that you have into it or um, of the guy doing well. So your return on investment will go up or now it's just it, it stinks because, A, hopefully you could find the cards that you want. And even because during Christmas, we open up sports cards. And so um, my, you know, dad and uncles or whatnot, even my brother they buy sports cards from these specific uh, companies or people. And mm-hmm. now what used to be $40 for a pack is, you know, $200 for a pack. And hopefully you could actually get them because as soon as he gets them like that, they're gone. They're already sold. Right. So it's like, hold on, wait, last year I was paying 40 bucks for it. Now I got to pay 200 bucks for it. And hopefully I could get it Or before he had a, you know, a whole bunch of them had no problem getting them. So it stinks for like the lifelong collector. Um, but on the opposite hand is, you know, if there was any cards that you had, they were just selling for ridiculous amounts, ridiculous amounts were, you know, at that time, it was the time to, uh, you know, offload them just because people weren't doing anything. So they take up hobbies. Well, one of them was, was that. Um, and then you get to like Targets and Walmarts where they have special cards that were only at those stores. And right. Would, like, it was like when ammo be- was uh, like um, was becoming, you know, a hot, uh, hot commodity where people would line yep. up and it's like, OK, you can only get two boxes. Well, they line up, say the store opens at eight. They're there at five in the morning lining up for it because they know the shipment comes Tuesday. So they talk stock Tuesday night. So Wednesday morning. They're, they're there. It's the same thing with these. And people would have, would hire people. Okay, you stand in line here. You stand in line there. You stand in line there. I'll pay you, you know, 10 bucks an hour cash. Stand there. Here's the list that I want. You know, get this one first. If not, then get this one. Then get this one. Um, and boom, there you go. And they get there at 5 o'clock and that's all what they would, would do. So. Well, one of the things they did happen, I know that a lot of Walmarts and Targets are now just randomly putting stuff on. So they're not they're not doing it at a certain time. And I've seen people going to Walmart to get Pokemon cards and legitimately they'll come away with quite a bit because they're not overdoing it. Luckily for me, the place by me, uh, Walmart doesn't carry them at all. They haven't carried them at all during the pandemic. So la da. So it's not a shock that it sold for one point five million, especially because Super Mario 64 was one of the best and one of the first like super dynamic video games there was out there. And it was like the case of some people that still have like a PS3, you know, certain games that had on certain models. You just kept playing. And I know Super Mario 64 lasted. I mean, what was the next thing was GameCube. 
And other people kept playing the 64 past the GameCube into the Wii. So, you know, it is, you know, what it is. Um, This one actually is kind of funny. So Warzone's got a problem with hackers. But randomly, some hackers were blessing random players with all the gun camos attachments in level 100. Uh, 1,000? Yeah. Okay. Now, did it say how they did that? They would just, so what I saw is I guess it did happen to like Nick Merckx as well as he was streaming with Tim the Tap Man um, and a couple other ones. All of a sudden, the one that I saw is the guy was like getting in a helicopter, getting ready to take off, and all of a sudden it was saying, you know, master level achievement, master level this, master level, you know, flashing them up. Uh, and he's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm flying a helicopter. So I guess when they backed out, and he looked at all of his guns and whatnot. Every single gun, not just the ones that he had, but every single gun was leveled up max and had the camos completely maxed out um, and their level completely maxed out as well. So I guess hackers were going in there in, in just that lobby. And for some reason, I guess what they said, it was an old one from before or an older hack. And now they're redoing it again or, or something like hmm. that so yeah i did i did see there was a guy who was streaming and uh the same thing he was like i don't know what's going on but i keep leveling up and i'm not doing anything to do this so yep yeah so. as long as it's positive i guess i don't know we'll see um yeah. along the same lines with warzone we also had a player who sold a unique clan tag for a thousand dollars yeah, so I saw that. I'm like, okay, well, what's so unique about the clan tag? You know, I thought it was some, like, you know, letters or whatnot. But what it was is it was the, it was a PlayStation one, and it was the R3 button, the down arrow on the D-pad, like the actual icon, and, um, like, R2, like the actual icon. So I don't, it was something, I guess, that he said that he had for a long time. It was like, they called it like the three button clan or something like that was the nickname for it. Uh-huh. I guess. So what he did is he created that. Then he said on his Twitch for people to join it, you had to watch his Twitch stream and get 10,000 coins or whatever it is you get for, for watching it. Then once you get that, then you're allowed to join the clan or get the, the join the regiment. So I guess he did that, and now I guess he's been, you know, offered money before, but this, I guess, sold it for $1,000. So I guess on his Twitter it said, yeah, sorry, sold it for $1,000, so if you get booted, that's why it's a new owner. You know, good luck. And so everyone is mad because they're like, hold on, wait. I had to do put in this time to watch your Twitch Twitch stream to get this 10000 or you know, whatever you get for watching it. And then get in it, and now you you go and sell it. So now we're just you put in that time, so you gain everything. And so that's how it goes. That's how it goes in gaming. Just yeah. deal with it. So it's funny, and he was just like, "Yep, sold it for a grand." So if you get kicked out, there's a new owner. I'm not rented anymore. You know, good luck. So everyone's like, "Well, you know what? That's kind of jacked up." But I mean, that's life, my friends. No, exactly. But I mean, I kind of be a little peeved too if it's like, hold on, wait, that's cool. I'm going to do all this to get into it. And then, you know, go open and sell it. I'd be mad if I was only into it for like two days. But yeah. 
anyways, but if you put, you know, if you look at the opposite side of it and, hey, you're going to give me $1,000 for this one that I just created, okay, I mean, that I created, that basically I have nothing, no monetary value into it. Heck yeah. So, but. Well, yeah. good luck to the people who are in it. Maybe they can stay around. You never know. Yeah. And I didn't see on who bought it or what their plans are with it or whatnot. I just wanted to see what, because they called it the three button regiment. I'm like, okay, what's this three button? And then I saw it. I'm like, oh, I never, I've never seen for, you know, all the times that we play, I've never seen anything like that. No. I haven't. I've seen some weird ones, but never anything that was buttons or anything like that. Yeah, and it's the actual, like I said, the icon of it. It wasn't just like, you know, it says R3 down or an arrow pointing down and like R2 or whatever. It was like the actual little icon on it. So it was like if you were to do like a cheat code or something. But Mm. anyhow. Well, let us know what games you're playing, what you want us to cover. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Bomocast Gaming, and you can actually go on there and just hit us up on any of the social media accounts. Um, so next thing we'll go and do, Tim added this. I think it's a good idea. Um, things we've been watching or what we're planning on watching. Uh, Tim, go ahead. What yes. have you been watching? What do you plan on uh, watching? Like I said, kind of put it on there because we haven't talked about when we talk about stuff that, oh, you know, I'm going to watch it or haven't watched it, but nothing, you know, as far as coming back around and saying we actually have watched it. Um, I put it on there because I just found a cool um, season, and it's had three seasons. I don't know how I haven't watched it um, on Netflix called the um, oh now why can't I think of it the Kaminsky effect. Oh yeah, so it's got Michael Douglas, um, Alan Alden is the main two characters on it, and it's got a whole bunch of love. Well, Isn't Adam Sandler in it too? I don't know. I've only gone watched three episodes of it. Okay. Three, three or four episodes of it. But in those three or four episodes, there's been, um, you know, a decent amount of cameos in it. And it's like, hold on, like they say they're going to get this guy. Are they actually going to get it? And all of a sudden, lo and behold, oh, yeah, that's actually him or her. So that one's pretty cool. And it's just, I mean, they're, you know, both Michael Douglas and Alan Alden are old, you know, older. And, their buddies and Michael Douglas is an actor and now he's coaching acting while still trying to act. And Alan Alden is an agent. And so they're, you know, have the common ties and it's, it's funny, not for the kids, um, just with some, you know, on how they talk and different situations that, that they're in. Uh, So definitely kind of got a PG 13, probably more so R rating. Um, sometimes could even be for mature audiences, but it's awesome because it's just two older guys that have known each other for the longest time and, you know, have the great relationship and just say it as it is. So I found that one and been watching, watching that one. And then the other one that I forgot that came out and thankfully there's only two episodes that um, I missed was monsters at work. That is a really good one, especially, um, like everyone that I talked to with getting the original voices for it. So they really liked that. And I, I did, I did see that, that people were like, they were shocked that uh, John Goodman and Billy Crystal came back for it. Yeah. And they announced that a a while ago with, with getting them. Um, So, which was great that you got the two main characters that it's voiced by the same two guys from the 
previous movies. But that one's good premise. Obviously, now it's not scare floor; it's the laugh floor. So, um, it's a it's a really good premise and how they introduce the new character to it and how they're training him um, is is good. They they did it right. So now I just gotta figure out if they come out on Wednesdays or if they come out on Fridays. So uh, I think Marvel's the only thing that comes out on Wednesday Wednesdays that, now. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. So, but. I mean, those are pretty much the the two big ones that I've watched. I haven't watched Too Hot to Handle yet. So, um, and then the only other one on normal TV is um, is Housebroken, which is um, about pets, and I think it's on Fox animated. And that one is definitely um, not for the the young ones as well. So, but yeah, that's kind of kind of that, and. Uh, planning to watch is probably um luca buddy up north said that one was was really good and um yeah i think that's pretty much well and besides the ones that we've kind of mentioned before the behind the scenes one which i think talked about earlier they released the trailer or behind Mm -hmm. the scenes and the ones that we've said that are coming out anyways so but what about you so uh just finished the last episode of loki today um i am watching uh lego masters as well i love watching lego masters that's a really fun show to watch and then um uh what was the one is it virgin river there's one that like me and the wife watched before that season two was out and so um I kind of watch in the background while she finishes watching it, but I think it's Virgin. Yeah, it's Virgin River is season three, I think is out now. Yes. So season three is out for Virgin River. And then um, she's all we've also been watching. um, She likes that uh, Good Girls and Working Moms. So other than that, um, I know Marvel's What If comes out pretty soon. So when that does come out, I'll be watching that as well because that's kind of a fun take on um, – there was, like, one thing, like, instead of Star-Lord, what if Yondu picked up uh, uh, Black Panther? So it's kind of like – well, and it wasn't – he wasn't Black Panther at the time. It would be he picked up um, – I can't remember what his name is in it now. Um, oh, man, now I'm, now I'm, now I'm mad. That? No, so his uh, T'Challa, that's what it is Because his yeah. dad's T'Chaka and he's T'Challa So, yeah um, Yeah, I'm just, I don't have much I'm, I'm, look, I'm waiting for I want to see when the season 2 of Loki comes out Because it has been announced It's not really a spoiler because they announced it You know, not too long ago yeah. well, the, the, They announced it today, but I'll say, did you see how they announced it? On the yeah, I was I, I watched it and I saw it that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was interesting. It was different, so I was okay with it. Uh, but it's a total Marvel move. So, yes, it is. It is beyond a Marvel move. Yeah. So I'm okay well, with it, though. Yeah. No, exactly. And I'm sure you're really excited for the next one as well. The, the next uh, topic on the agenda. Um. Waiting for. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I actually am the one that added it because it is random. They're doing a Blue's Clues movie. And I'm my whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to have Steve and all those guys come back. Because they did come back 
when uh, Steve came back to introduce the newest person hosting Blue's Clues. So um, we're going to see if they actually, you know, bring them back and see what they do. Yeah. Which I'm surprised they haven't done a Blue's Clues movies sooner, to be honest. Um, I don't think that, like, I, I don't know how you would sustain it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, while it is, um, while it is like a, I don't know, it is, a, it's hard to explain. It is a good kid show, but you almost, like, it's, it's, it's super childish. Like, some of the shows my kid watches, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, you know, think that that was something, you know, you know what I mean? It's hard to explain. Like some of this little kid stuff, you I don't see this being a movie. And I mean, but when by movie, do they mean it's going to be like super long or what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we sell she we we sell she we shall see what happens with that one because if they do bring them all back again and they make it kind of like an adventure type of thingy, that'd be kind of cool. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's just going to be um, something random. It's not going to be. It's not going to be what we think it is. I don't think. Um, next item we have. This one actually is pretty cool. I did see an interview too about this. So, uh, The Witcher season uh, two, it debuts December seventeenth, and we did get um, uh, Henry Cavill talking about it, and all these people were nerding out because he was talking about gaming computers because he did do a thing on like a youtube video i think or something where he actually um built a gaming computer and it was actually pretty cool so um i'm kind of excited for the season two i still haven't finished season one because when they stopped production on season two i was like well i need to stop watching this so i don't have questions down the road you know what i mean yeah so we'll see what happens with that um so that's a big one for Netflix. Uh, next thing, this one's actually crazy. So WandaVision snagged a total of 23 Emmy nominations. That's insane. That's kind of a lot. Not only is it a lot, I mean, I've been watching like what people, I've been watching what people talk about, like, okay, yeah, we're, um, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then people were like, oh, yeah, this one's stupid. This show's stupid. But I don't know. I feel like WandaVision has so many people mad about it. There was things that they did really well. And you don't know. It could be set design. It could be, it could be um, like there's random stuff like set. There's set design. There's like audio. There's music. There's score. You name it. So they probably got nominated for all those things. One thing I did think was kind of crazy is the fact that there was several different shows that have been canceled that were nominated for Emmys. So you're kind of like, where did they go wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I looked up to see what the most, um, I guess I should say, Oh, this just says most Emmy nominations ever, but for uh, a season. So I guess um, this year, The Crown 
um, and Mandalorian tied for the most with 24, and then WandaVision had 23. So, Just imagine how many Disney Plus got total. Uh, 71. Exactly. HBO and HBO Max together had 130, Netflix 129, and Disney Plus had 71. Man, that's pretty crazy. So, but, oh my, what? But then it says 20 by studio. Oh, that's just. What? Okay, then it says Emmy nominations by studio. Disney 146, HBO, HBO Max 130. Yeah. Oh, because Disney just has Disney shows Plus. on other stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, this is just Disney Plus. Okay, never mind. Yep. So there, there you go. There. You go. We're going to see who wins because I think that, uh, I honestly think that, uh, only, um, that only the Disney stuff is really what people focus on, but there's a lot of other stuff that I, I would appreciate seeing because I, I do like seeing, you know, Disney win big, but if it's always them, then you know, like what, what do we, you know, what are we, what are, what are we, I want more content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's kind of just like, I mean, at the parks where, you know, kind of Disney um, is always at the top. Well, you know, come out, come up and get us. So, I mean, the only thing is, is if you're at the top, there's only one way to go, but until somebody comes and knocks you off, you know, like anything, like we say, it's only good for the consumer because that means everyone's going to fight to knock them off. And every year that they don't get knocked off, their target on their back just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And at the yeah, end of the that's, day, that's, that's um, real true right there. Us as the customers win because everyone's going to put out a better product because, you know, they're all gunning for, for Disney. And they want to get their their share of being on top of the mountain. Well, they're going to get it. They're going to get it 100% because Disney doesn't, Disney has not, has not hesitated one bit on, I don't know, just trying to destroy the competition, which I appreciate. I want them to destroy the competition. I don't know why. I just do. So, um, next thing we have, Disney, so as we said, Disney has renewed. Loki for a second season, so that's kind of old news. Um, Marvel Studios released Black Widow. People are hating on it, whatever. Um, but I will say there is some good news on the horizon. I don't know if that's what you would say. Um, Black Widow has net the largest domestic box office since the beginning of the pandemic, and it actually already passed. The opening weekend passed episode nine, I believe. Star Wars episode nine. Uh, yeah. Uh, largest domestic opening weekend since Star Wars: The Rise of Star uh, Skywalker. Um, and of course, it's kind of one of the bigger ones that has come out since the pandemic in theaters. But it did eighty million in domestic, seventy-eight million in international, and over sixty million in Disney Plus premiere access. So, yeah, they did. Uh, Pretty good. I mean, if you just take Disney Plus and 
domestic. I mean, it did what 140 million right there. Yeah. Only 20 million short of domestic box office was Disney Plus. So I think the Disney Plus premiere is is doing good. Um, You know, only filmed to earn over 100 million domestically um, opening weekends since the beginning of the pandemic. So this is um, interesting. Third highest Marvel Cinematic Universe origin story opening weekend after Black Panther and Captain Marvel. So, like you said, you could hate on it or whatnot, but. I mean, the proof's in the pudding, and, you know, it, like like as our accounting manager says, uh, work numbers don't lie, so. Well, and, and they're actually, really, you get some numbers, that's what's crazy is, is you don't get all the numbers that you normally get with a lot of stuff, like, uh, um, trying to think. So, most movies, like, if they're going straight to Disney+, Plus. They're not, you're not going to get, um, you're not going to get the same stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically they're going to say, oh, this is how much we made. Well, is that truthful? We don't know. They're not really going to release. Do they see an uptick in, um, people, uh, subscribing? You don't know. This right here is cold, hard cash. It tells you this is how much was made. This is what we it's everything. So um congratulations to uh black widow i still haven't watched it yet i need to watch it this weekend but uh we are going to watch it as soon as possible because i really 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 want to see it um the next thing we got is they had the new trailer for marvel's what if um and it premieres on august 11th the show does um i do know that a lot of people were like freaking out because um you can hear um uh, Chadwick Boseman, I guess he did record some stuff for this, so you do have audio of him talking. So this would be, I think, his last film role yeah, to I come think, out. Yeah, so last one. Yeah. So um, that's super exciting, just because you know we've. I mean, he's gone, so I mean, this is going to be pretty much it. But we're we're excited to um, we're excited to uh, watch this. I'm actually pretty excited because what if is a comic, basically almost comic based type thing. And so it's based off comic book, uh, not, not directly, but there's some stuff that is probably going to come from the comics from alternative timelines. So I'm super excited for that show and we're going to make sure we uh, review it when it comes out on here. Um, then we have, um, the official trailer release for Behind the Attraction theme park series coming to Disney Plus on July 21st. Now, yeah, how that, was that, Timothy? <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Uh, the only thing is, is a little rock heavy on it because, I mean, yeah, he's an executive producer, but I could have kind of done more with actually old hard content. Um, but, I mean, I get it. And the rock draws a crowd, obviously. Um, but no, I'm excited, you know, it's the 21st. So as we're recording this seven days away, so next week at this time is when it comes out. So it'll be, uh, really looking forward to that. Um, and just seeing their, their take on it. So, well, that sounds like fun. Um, I am looking forward to that one. Cause there is a lot of stuff that, you know, I know that the rock probably got more money for it. So it's probably even getting even better for it. Um, we had a teaser trailer for um, release for Pixar's Turning Red 
I don't remember that. I know I watched it, but I can't remember it. I I I just saw it pop up, but I haven't watched it. Um, okay. I just saw the uh, the movie poster for it, and that's it. Okay. Well then, Tim's no help on that one. Um, and then we have Disney Imagineers to discuss the creation of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at this year's Comic Con. Now I know there is a lack of um, people showing up at Comic Con because I think there's not much. Obviously, it's virtual as well. So um, I'm just excited that they're going to have uh, Disney there because Disney doesn't have to go if they don't want to. Yeah, and it's cool because with Mickey's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, it's um, a cool ride, trackless ride. Obviously, in Disney World right now, coming to Disneyland, I believe next year, um, and you can see the construction on that. Uh, back by uh, Toontown. So it's cool to see how they, because I know this was one of the big rides that they were working on. Obviously, like a Ratatouille came out first, being a bigger um, actual, like, ride through. And then you got Rise of the Resistance for the, the trackless ones. Obviously, you have the ones in the, the Mystic Manor in the foreign part. Um, but so it'll be cool to see how, um, you know, how all of that, it comes about especially hearing it from the imagineers themselves yeah that will be kind of cool to um them them discuss it at least because they have a deeper i don't know they have a deeper view on everything and i just feel like they honestly i think they do a great job and i i like watching when they talk about it because they have the passion behind it so yeah no exactly and they're the to be honest they're the best ones to talk about it because they worked on it they got the hands-on experience than just a PR person. Um, exactly. Exactly. So um, we have uh, 70 pigeon, pigeons previously left on Florida. Um, I-95 highway will train for flight show at Universal Orlando F- Resort. That's weird. Yeah. So I guess what happens, so I'm like, what the, what? Do they like just go around randomly picking them up? What happened? I guess there was a, uh, a truck that crates fell off the back of it. So obviously he didn't strap them in that well. And then once he got to the destination, just decided that there was crates missing and didn't come back and got them. But I guess it took multiple agencies to kind of get the birds and whatnot um, after people were calling them in. So pretty cool. Have a a spot for them or to to train them uh, for, like you said, a, a flight show at, Universal Orlando where they could have just I, I think they were from the pictures they looked like that they were maybe like homing pigeons or something like that because they were oh, all, okay okay that makes sense then yeah they were like all huddled up on the side of the road um because I figure if they're just regular pigeons or rescue pigeons they just fly away they see you later we're free so um but it's cool that they are the universe is going to take them, train them, and incorporate them into um, into one of their shows. Hmm, that's pretty cool. All right, the next thing we're going to talk about after the 70 pigeons, which is kind of crazy. If you can't tell, we had a little interruption by my son. He wanted to say hi to Tim. He's been talking about it all week. Um, the uh, Jungle Cruise world premiere red carpet streaming live from Disneyland will be on July 14th. Now, um, it, f- it feels like this movie came out a long time ago. Right. You know but what I mean? But it hasn't even come out yet. 
No, and uh, along those same lines, so they're going to do it. They're going to be a live event. It's going to be similar to a couple other things they've done. But um, so along the same lines, um, Deadpool technically is now in the the MCU because him and Korg, who is from, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, and also he's in, he's in, uh, Endgame, I believe, and he might, is he in, I don't know if he's in Infinity, I can't remember Infinity War, but he's in Endgame, um, but, uh, he, <laughs> this is kind of funny, so they're legitimately reviewing a trailer for Ryan Reynolds' movie, uh, Free Guy, and, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool says here we're going to review a trailer of a movie I thought came out a year ago and so he's like making fun of it and it's a hilarious video and I it, it, you have to watch I did share it on the Facebook page it's really funny but Jungle Cruise the world premiere the reason why I bring that up is because I don't even I remember watching some of the trailers and I'm just kind of like man I don't even remember what what the movie was supposed to be about aside from the fact that she says she's going to pay him a lot of money to get him to um to take her down the street. And I was kind of like, Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a big, um, like treasure hunt is, is kind of what it is. Um, but, the, but the cool thing is, is obviously the last thing I remember that they did a premiere at, uh, the actual Disneyland. What mm-hmm. in the park was Pikes the Caribbean. And they had the stands up by the Rivers of America where Fantasmic was, and they did the screening there. Yeah, like Johnny oh, really? here at Nightly and all of them. They came down Main Street, which was like the red carpet, and um, you know the fans and press or whatnot was in uh, on the sidewalks as they walked down the middle of it. It's like, oh, that you know that's cool. Where this is kind of be going to be you know similar to that. So if you're in the parks on July 24th. Um, there will probably be some areas where you will not be able to go or will be roped off because of um, the Jungle Cruise, the, the premier red carpet that they will be doing. But the nice thing is, is it'll be streaming, so you could watch it on, um, I think, Disney Parks blog, and there was another one that I saw um, that you could watch it on as well, probably at their YouTube channel or something. So I thought that was pretty cool, especially like, bringing it back where we're not, you know, hundred percent out of the, the pandemic and whatnot, but they're still going to do the red carpet, which I'm sure they were going to do that before um, mm-hmm. everything happened. So it's cool that they are still doing it in. Um, it may be a limited, um, you know, facet of it, but at least they will be doing it and you could uh, stream it to see it. So you want to get, yeah. And that should be, and that should be fun. And they do do cool things in those, part type premieres where they give you like a different feel so it's pretty cool yeah so i thought that i'm like oh that's that's cool because i haven't like i said the last army was parts of the caribbean and it wasn't the most recent one it was like ones from a couple be before i know the very first one they did it but um you know i can't remember how long ago that was i know it's been a it's been a while because all the other ones they did like the el capitan or something like that which is um downtown la not necessarily at the park so Hmm. Well, we're going to see how it ends up going. Um, NBC Sports Grill, Sports Grill and Brew opens today at Universal City Walk Hollywood. Really? That's weird. NBC Sports is doing one? It's basically, from the picture I saw, it's an ESPN zone, but instead of ESPN, it's NBC. 
that's pretty much exactly what it looked like, which is cool because obviously there's no more ESPN zones. Um, once one in downtown Disney closed down, that was the last one. So now with this NBC Sports and Grill, which is in Hollywood, so it's still you know in California. Uh, you know, like I said, from everything I saw, it just looks like an ESPN zone, but it's all NBC instead of you know Disney slash ESPN. So I thought that was cool. Well, that is definitely interesting. I didn't know about that. The last thing in our regular pile is 30 Years of Fear of History of Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights, 1995, The Curse of the Crypt Keeper on Walt Disney World News Today website. So it's actually pretty cool. I didn't know that they've been doing the, uh, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? Hollywood Horror, Hollywood Nights, Horror Nights since 95, you know, 30 years. So it was a good article. Um, if you want to read about that, and it takes you from the beginning to current um, on it, like I said, on WDW News today. So um, that was it was interesting. Like I said, I just didn't know it was thirty years. So it's cool that they did a nice little recap of it. Well, I know that um, a lot of people like it too because um, uh, I know that like Universal Studios they pride themselves on the the accuracy of their characters i would say so a lot of people like i know people that don't even like like they don't like haunted haunted mansion type stuff and just watching like you i watched one where they had like the parade of characters where they walk down the street going to their respective haunted houses because i think there's like five of them or six of them something like that in la and um Basically, they they look very good. And the funny part is, is a lot of people go and they don't stop acting when they're in the street. So if you walk out of the haunted mansion, they can keep going after you. And so it's a a pretty good job. And I, I know that's probably why they've been doing it so long is because it's so so excellent. I just wish they would have had Elvira, even though Elvira was with Knots and she did her show for quite some time, which I think two years ago or last year was the last one. I can't remember. So um, that is pretty cool. So I'll have to go on the website and check it out because Walt, uh, Walt Disney World News is pretty good about a lot of the stuff from the Florida area. They're pretty um, pretty accurate. Yeah, well, and the nice thing is with the Hollywood Hordes, it's universal. So it's a, you know, movie park, obviously like Disney or whatnot. But they have, you know, it's good makeup. These are, you know, actors. They may not be like professional actors that you will recognize, but they are. Um, trained actors so they do a good job it's not just oh hey you look good you fit the part but you don't know how to, how to act but you have the the body type for it or right they, they get into it and they come back and just specifically do this and try to outdo you know everyone else that's there so the the, the talent that's there is is really good so like you said you get where it's they're, they're really accurate on it um, you know, it's good makeup and everything, you know, legit, obviously with being uh, from a studio part. Uh, but that's that's the cool thing that everyone says, too. It's like, oh, man, that person looked just like it, had the mannerisms down, the acting like it. Um, you know, you can't tell. It's not like, you know, some of them where you go, it's like, oh, hey, here's a little, you know, go out in the country and it's a hay ride in a barn. You know, they have like a little walkthrough and it's just people doing the jump scares where this is, yeah, it is jump scares, but it's more so um, interacting with you as well and not just trying to, you know, do a creepy laugh and make you jump. 
Yeah. Um, I do know that, like, I went to a couple of the ones in the country, and my favorite one was this dude who I saw one year at this one uh, haunted haunted uh, farm, and then the next year he was at a different one because the other one closed. And he actually, um, his thing is, like, his head's cut open or something like that. And he just came and sat down next to me because he saw I was just chilling there, and I was talking to him, like, real conversation-wise. And then he kept trying to scale this, scare this one girl, and I just thought it was, I just thought it was hilarious. Right. But, you know, these guys are, le- I mean, they're legit. Like, a lot of them are aspiring actors. So they do really, 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 really great. So yeah. um, that's why it's 30, 30 years, you know. Um, now we're going on the Disney Pile. Before we do that, make sure you check us out. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOCast Gaming. Um, the one first one's just kind of small. It's uh, Heinz becomes the official partner with Disneyland Paris. Um, I don't know. Are they already partnered with the other ones or no? I don't, I don't know. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't actually read the article to see if it was, uh, if they were partnered with any other Disney parks. Yeah. Cause I know that like, um, we talked about multiple times because, um, yeah, I love their, uh, pomegranate lemonade and, um, can't uh, get it anywhere else because they have a little exclusive deal with Minimade. And so uh, I think Heinz probably is leaning towards that because, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, Tokyo Disney Resort extends their reduced hours and alcohol suspension through August 22nd amid state of emergency. I don't know how they're having the Olympics there still. They're having zero fans. It doesn't make any sense. But um, I guess, and I get the alcohol one because I've heard stories that um, guys will get in the military and they'll go get stationed over in like, uh, they'll go get stationed over in Tokyo or another place in Japan. And they'll be like, oh, you can't drink. And they're like, why? Well, it's because a lot of the, the military guys get rambunctious and they start fights and they end up, you know, getting sent, picked up by the uh, military police. Or they get arrested in Japan and it creates incidences. So I guess they believe highly there that alcohol can cause you to spread it, spread it faster. faster. So, I mean, it is what it is. I guess I'm not going to J- Tokyo anytime soon. The best news we got was that Oogie Boogie's Bash is returning to DCA in 2021. Now, for those who don't remember, 2019 was the first year they did it in DCA, right? I think. Yep. And I actually thought it looked cooler because they had, like, the cars, cars were dressed up. Like, they put a lot of effort into decorating that side of it for Halloween. I thought it was pretty cool. I want to go see it done up for it because I think that's pretty awesome. So, it is coming back to DCA in 2021. So, get the candy. Yeah, and over there in DCA, it's a lot, uh, you know, more spread out, wider. The walkways are, are wider as well. Um, on it so this is going to be on select nights from september 9th through halloween october 31st obviously it's a separate uh ticket after hour uh for the after hours party i think it starts at six and you can get in three hours before um so you know there at least you can get in a little bit before but don't think you're gonna buy just a normal ticket and be able to stay they will um make sure you are escorted out yep um <laughs> and the other thing is, um, oh, geez, where did I just had it? 
So tickets did go on sale as we record this uh, yesterday, July 13th. And I know it was the same thing like when um, the Touch of Disney tickets happened and when the park um, tickets became available, people were, you got the virtual queue, would sit there. Then all of a sudden, you know, say, oh, more than an hour wait. And yep. people were on there for, for hours. And when I say hours, I mean, not like two to three, like three to five hours. I know multiple people that I saw, um, they were getting like they actually got, OK, I'm going to get my tickets. And then an air happened. So I guess they were still having problems with that. Um, and then today I saw people were going on. None of the all the dates were still available. None of them had sold out. Got on yep. this morning and it took them like five, ten minutes. No problem. Got in, got the dates that they wanted, yep. and and we're fine. So just that initial uh, rush for it, but you know most of the popular dates will get sold out quick. You know the the Saturdays, you know Halloween, probably the first one, and um, it looks like it's Thursdays, some Saturdays, um, Sundays, and Tuesdays. But I'm seeing um, on it, so it's not every day of the week. Um, doesn't look like there's no Mondays, no Wednesdays, no Fridays at all um, in that time. So, but, you know, as anything, go to, you know, Disneyland, their website, and it'll take you right right to it. So I'm sure if you go now, it'll be nice and easy to uh, to get it. But I know everyone's excited for this to uh, to come back. I do think that a lot of people are like, they forget you have to buy the ticket and the pass. But I mean, if you're planning on going during that time, you really need to get the, get the Oogie Boogie Bash ticket. Look, the dates are going to go because the park hours are going to be limited. And the cool part is, is if you have tickets to the bash, you'll be able to stay later in DCA, which normally closes at 10 o'clock. I think nine o'clock right now, maybe. So it might be even worth it for those of you if you do have plans to go in that general time frame. Yeah. And it's cool. Um you know, even if you don't have tickets to it, that um, every night from September 3rd through October 31st on Disneyland, they will have, they call it the Howling Screams, um, uh, what is they call it, a supernatural projection and special effects show. So with the fireworks there as well at Sleeping Beauty Castle um, and the projections at the castle, Main Street and near to Small World. So that's cool that they will still have, um, you know, Halloween stuff going on, obviously at Disney World as well. Um, and what will be coming back as far as the Galaxy Monsters After Dark, although, you know, transform that at night, um, that right at night, so that's cool. It does mention, as with anything, parking's not included, but you can get um, a parking voucher in advance when you purchase your tickets. So that's cool. So at least when you get there, you can purchase everything in one shot and not have to, oh, I had to purchase my ticket. Well, actually, I, got, I still got to pay for parking and I still got to pay for this and that. So, but. No, it'll, it's cool. And it's, uh, you know, everyone's excited for it to be back. So I'm sure within probably by the weekend, like I said, I bet you most of those dates, probably Halloween will, will sell out first. So jump on it. If you're an early downloader, the episode and want to go get it. Um, so there was a surprise. They had a soft opening of the jungle cruise at Disneyland the other day. And it was weird because, um, they had it set up for like legacy pass holders. We're going to get an early view, but anyone can do this. It was just a random soft opening. I saw some few, a few pictures. It didn't look as different as they made it sound like it was going to be, but um, yeah. 
Yeah, no, it was interesting. And sometimes they do this where, um, you know, you could go, I think it was legacy pass holders and D23 members could get, um, you know, like early access to it, but they'll do a soft opening. It may be open in the mornings, maybe open in the afternoons or just sporadically through the day. So you kind of don't know um, when they do it, especially now where I know when they redid Big Thunder Mountain, me and the wife went down because we had pass holder, uh, were pass holders and um, it was open, like a soft opening, like two or three days before mm-hmm. it actually opened. And the only way to get to it at the beginning of the line, they had a person scanning your um, your annual pass to make sure that it was um, still active and valid. So that was pretty cool. But it's good to see see that that they opened it up early where people weren't expected to to get on it where they they were able to. Yeah, exactly. So it looked cool, not as crazy change as I thought, but. Um... And they are going to be doing um, uh, behind the scenes with Imagineer Jungle Cruise is, is uh, prepared to reopen at Disneyland Park. They did a little video thing. I saw some stuff about a different bunch of different stuff. And um, as Tim noted, when I talked to him, was it Saturday or Sunday or Monday? We talked about the the walls came down around the Redwood Creek Challenge. It reopens to guests at Disneyland's or disney's california adventure that one i went to as an adult and it's not as fun but i will say i know if we go with my son who's only three um he's gonna have a blast because that's made for kids his age you know three to ten twelve it they have um they have whatchamacallit they have the like the zip line slides a bunch of stuff it's a lot of fun Now, are you, um, what's your, uh, what's your stance about, I know you said you took some kids, they took the kids there and they got worn out like crazy. So is, do you think that's the best usage of it is to wear kids out or? Well, it all depends. I mean, you can go there in the beginning of the day and, you know, utilize it at, at that time. I mean, it's just a, you know, they call it a, a challenge trail, just a lot of different things that you could do. Like you said, kids probably, you know, five to 10, maybe 12. Uh, might be pushing it and i know on the zip line it's more so of i can't remember if it's a height limit or weight limit or, or something like that i think it's a height limit where if you're higher than this you can't go on it right um, correct type deal so um like i said we did it towards the end of the night just because like okay hey let's do it here and you know the kids loved it and by that time they're kind of already batteries are starting to get dead so this just um expedited that so when they were done i don't even think they made it to the to the hotel room and they were staying across the street um from i don't even think they made it to the exit of california adventures to be honest so no it's it's cool and you always see it's always busy over there especially on on a hot day not so much because there's not that much shade over there yeah but yeah and especially at night where it's it's cooler and it with all the lights and effects that they have over there and it's it's pretty cool yeah, so we are going to uh, see how that re- that reopening helps with crowds and stuff. I know that's kind of part of, part of it, too, is they want to kind of, you know, make the way for, oh, look, you can hang out with your kids here instead of blocking up something else. So we'll see. 
Um, the demolition has continued in Toontown to make way for Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway at Disneyland. And a lot of people are posting funny videos about how dare you. I'm going to fight whoever did this. And it's weird because you can actually see them pulling stuff down. Like there was a moment where you saw like paint missing from them breaking something down. So um, I haven't seen how far it went, but hopefully they did not take away um, the ice cream parlor. Uh, what's her face's? Um, Clarabelle. What? Clarabelle's, yeah, because that place is delicious. No, I think it was just the the laughing or gag factor, or whatnot, is where what they were. Taking oh, okay, down. okay. So that, that kind of sucks because that was interactive, but okay. Yeah. Um. So, my eyes are not want to focus. Okay, Cars Land Disney Parks Lounge Fly Mini Backpack cruises in a disneyland resort for 75 dollars. these ones actually are pretty cool um, if you if you're a person who likes the small little backpacks the lounge fly ones are very popular and i believe these ones you can usually order online as well at least a certain variation of them they're available so that's pretty cool and i like that um and they're pretty cute backpacks yeah um, no, it's, it's got a good design on it too yeah uh, new Loki props placed outside Ter- uh, Terran Treats and Avengers Campus at Disney California Adventure, which I did just see. Someone posted a, a picture of um, uh, President Loki from the Loki show standing on like this one spot, and he's just staring at everyone in in the um, in the crowd. So that's pretty cool. I like that a lot. Um. And do look for him changing. I'm assuming he's going to change this week after today's episode. Um, we did get a first look at the Haunted Mansion Holiday 20th Anniversary Gingerbread House and merchandise for Disneyland, which they do change the gingerbread house in the Haunted Mansion. I think it's every other year or every year they change the look of it. It looks different. And a different Imagineer gets to pick what it looks like. Yeah, it's every year. And this year it actually, well... It is changing, but it's not really changing. It's all of them since it's the 20th anniversary. It's all 20 years um, of some aspect of each gingerbread house in, um, into one. So it won't be a new one. It'll be all basically um, the past 19 gingerbread houses in one to make the 20th. So I thought that was <clears throat> pretty cool. And in the article in the picture, it points out um, each year. Um, or whatever the aspect is on the gingerbread house, what year it was, um, that was the main, uh, what what the gingerbread house it resembled for that year. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I know one year they talked about how one guy went crazy and it was like a giant one and it was super tall and they're like, no, we can't do that again because it wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't logical, but um, I do want to interrupt for a breaking one that I just saw that um, Tim's not going to like this. Tim, because of you, I'm going to have to buy an Xbox Series X, just so you know. Why is that? Because Battlefield 2042 crossplay, you cannot play with me on an Xbox One. Well, I don't have an Xbox, so. You have a PC. <laughs> yeah. So cross, cross-gen is enabled, but PC, PS5, and Xbox Series XS are going to be separated from PS4s and Xbox Ones. That doesn't surprise me. I bet you you're going to see more and more starting to... Well, no, it's because the newer versions of stuff have bigger match sizes. That's yeah, why. are are going to start to go that where the, the next-gen consoles aren't going to be able to play with the previous-gen consoles, um, you know, all up 
Battlefield 2024. Well, oh, that's a nice little interruption, I guess. Great. Thanks, Tim. Well, uh, you know back what? Actually, to... that is good because I was wondering if it was going to be um, cross-platform. Well, it is, but uh, now I'm going to have to you make You just got to have the next, either that or, you know, ramp up the computer. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But I can't stream and play at the same time. Ah, yeah, you can. You just can't stream as good. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next thing we have in the Disney pilot is Orange County Mayor recommends individuals return to wearing masks indoors. It's a common thing because of this Delta variant. Um, we're not really going to see much, but yeah, it is what it is. Do what you want. Yeah, and I mean it's it's just precaution because it's you know they're finding more and more of it over there. So I mean you got to come out and say something because if you don't, then no matter what, it looks bad. So, but yeah, just be just be mindful. Yeah, like 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 I said, well you know Mr. Shea went over there and they were very mindful of, um, you know I think they kind of knew the Delta variant was over there, but if they didn't feel comfortable in certain areas or you know situations, they just removed themselves from it and they. You know, had masks because uh, they had a, you got to wear it on any type of transportation anyway. So, um, you know, they had it. You know, sometimes they it's like, hey, you know what? We just felt better putting our masks on and walking through this area, um, and then taking it off. So, you know, there, there you go. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, the next one's weird. Is there's new signage prohibiting photography, video recording, and live streaming on roads used by guests near Magic Kingdom. That's yeah. really weird. Well, because of all of the, you know, new TikTok trends or whatnot. And it's more so, um, it was weird because it says roads used by guests near Magic Kingdom. But then you go on the article and it's more about, yeah, it is roads by guests, but it's more like kind of backstage stuff or real estate that's not owned by the Walt Disney Company. Um, like in the area include Disney University, holiday services, transportation, storage, central shops and whatnot. So I think it's just because you get a lot of people, you know, you hear the the one kid got fired from drinking out of the, the waters in the fountains and then going behind, um, yep. you know, in the wedding chapel. And he was doing that all uh, on TikTok. So then you got other people that start start to do that and getting fired. So it's like, you know what? It's like. Really, it's like the reason why on a snowblower they have that says do not use on your roof is one person, you know, heaven forbid you have common sense, use it on their roof yep. and it messed it up. And then they probably sued them and got away with it. So then, you know, or they fell off the roof. The, yep. Or they fell through for McDonald's had to put on hot coffee, caution, hot contents because, you know, somebody spilled it on their lap and it burned them. Uh, 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 don't bring <laughs> so, that one up because I did my research on that one. Don't bring that one up. That one doesn't count. Why does it not count? Because if you look into why they sued, it was because the person didn't put the lid on properly. It had nothing to do with the hot coffee. That was just something they said to make it look like she was being money grubbing. The coffee was too hot. It was hotter than what it should have been regulation-wise. I believe coffee should come to you about 140 degrees. is standard between 140 and 160, I think on coffee from a coffee shop 
Um, I know someone who worked at a Starbucks and said it was gross because if you said make it extra hot for one of those eggnog drinks, it would cook the egg in it. So the coffee would be chunky. Um, but they served it to her at 195 degrees and they could prove by what the burns were. And they said that no coffee should be at that temperature. So I had to say that because I, I looked into it because I believed what you were saying, too, that it was the person was stupid and it wasn't. It was legitimately negligence on McDonald's parts and multiple spots. And the thing on the cup was just something that they decided to put on there, I think, to make it, I don't know, seem well, like. They, I mean, fats. still, at the end of the day, they still had to put caution hot contents you know right. on it whether it was that right. girl or someone else um you know i guess that one wasn't that great but at the end of the day they still had to put caution hot contents on it um but i mean i'm sure there's other ones that you could you know go as well so it's like okay you back to this one okay you're an employee it says you know you're not supposed to live stream or record or whatnot probably in your contract but they're like oh hey look you know this is cool or you know doing this or doing that and then they get fired it's like, well why'd you fire me because you live stream well there's no signs back there yeah but right here in the employee handbook here's here's what it says so you know like the new popular thing well shouldn't really say it but oh well um is on tiktok is how to well now you know how to get a free shirt in any disney park right yep. Yep. yeah you wear something that's not appropriate they give you a voucher you get a free shirt so people are, are exploiting that now because what shirts there are anywhere from 40 to 60 bucks yep. so instead of so i wonder how long until disney will say and i think i can't remember if i comment on somebody's post or even on facebook how long disney's going to say because they still let you in and they say oh hey here's a voucher go get a go get a shirt put the shirt on when you come out with the shirt on We'll let you back into the park. Well, if you decline to do that, then we're going to remove you from the park because you're breaking the rule. So actually, Disney is still losing money, even though you're breaking the rules for it. So I right. wonder how long until they say, you know what? No more vouchers because people are being done, taking advantage of this. We're just going to straight up kick you out. You know, you're, there's no or. OK, go buy a shirt. Well, you're going to give me a free voucher. No, you're breaking the rules. I'll give you an option. You can buy the shirt now and stay here. You're not going to get a free one or we're going to take you to the front. So it's like, you know, that's the whole, because of one dumb TikToker or whatever. And the, and it was funny because in the beginning it was, Oh, Hey, look, you know, she made a big ordeal. Oh, they had, they made me cover up because apparently I was wearing something inappropriate, which it was inappropriate. According to Disney's rules, it was Correct. like textbook for it. Right. Well, at the end of the day, it was um, she did it so because she knew she could get a free shirt out of it. And then it came out a couple of days later. Oh, hey, look, no, she didn't do it because it wasn't, um, you know, the clothing. Well, the clothing was inappropriate, but her end goal was to get a free shirt from it. It's not like, oh, my bad. And oh, hey, look, this just so happened to happen, you know, how I got it. So it's like, really? You're just going to, you know, Disney doesn't have to do that. Some people, may think, hey, this is appropriate attire, and Disney says, no, it's not, um, but we'll still let you enjoy the park because you spend a lot of money right. and have sh get a shirt on us so you can still enjoy the park. So you don't have to do that. Well, now, you know, I've heard, you know, articles of multiple people now doing that, so, yeah, I just... It, it, it will blow up. They they probably are trying to make sure that they limit people doing that. So, I mean, we're, we're going to see, we're going to see what the reason why they've done it, but 
I will say that um, I think they're handling the shirt thingy pretty well because there's a lot of ways people could even do worse things. So we'll yeah. see. Um, Walt Disney World VIP tour guests. Oh, wow. I just got a message. Uh, the Bucks beat the Suns. They rallied to beat them. Great. Um, Walt Disney World VIP tour guests can ride Star Wars Rise of the Resistance without a boarding group beginning in July 11th. Update Star Wars Riders Disney boarding groups are not included in the VIP tours at Walt Disney World. Yeah, it took it took a day for that to happen because in the beginning, and a lot of articles were coming out. Oh, what you know, basically Disney World or uh, well, this is Disney World, but is you can't get any free stuff anymore because it's all going to be pay for this, pay for that, you know, blah 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 blah. And then this came out, I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. So if it's happening at Walt Disney World, I wonder how long before it's going to happen at Disneyland. And are they going to give you a choice? Okay, do you get Web Slingers if you're at DCA? Or are you going to get Rise of the Resistance if you're at um, Disneyland? And then I kept scrolling and it says, oh, update. I'm like, oh, what's the update? Uh, and it says, nope. There, I And I don't know how, I guess, you know. Maybe they assumed with the VIP tours that you could get it because it didn't specifically say, oh, right. except for this ride where they came out and said, oh, nope, via, you know, a Disney person or somebody reached out and said, no, that's not included. You still have to do the virtual queue and, and everything like that. But the thing is, with the VIP tour, it's a minimum amount of hours. You can't just get one for one hour and get on Rise of the Resistance. It's right. like, I can't remember if it's like four or six hours or something like that. And I think it ends up being close to like either 20, 28, like 2,000 to 5,000. It's, like it's, like it's like $2,500, the minimum, I think. Yep, exactly. And that's the that's minimum on it. So, um, I mean, I guess if you're really extremely desperate, you could spend, you know, 2,500 bucks and get your Rise of the Guarantee to get Rise of the Resistance. But nope, they said you got to be with the you know the common folk and try to get it. Get I mean, so you're not going I'm to you're not going to get people to buy the tour thingy and then have them buy for the rides too. They're not going to do both. They're going to do one or the other. So I think they would rather buy the uh, the pay for fast passes than anything. Yeah. Well, they were saying with this one, it was included with the VIP tour. Which I don't, I wouldn't think it would be. So I'm glad which, they pointed that out. Which, yeah, which now it's not. So if you booked your VIP tour thinking you're going to get it, um, you could cancel that. Yeah. Have fun trying to cancel that one too. Um, the next thing we got, we have fireworks cruises have returned. To Walt Disney World. Did you know fireworks. you can do fireworks cruises? No. So on the lagoon there in Epcot, um, you could go do a little cruise as they're doing the the fireworks. I really? I, I think it's there. Um, I not have it. I not have it here. But it's like at first I thought it was like firework cruises, like cruise ships, like the Wonder or whatnot. You know, Disney Cruise Line. Nope. It's for fireworks at Walt Disney World. You could rent a uh, or pay and go out on a boat and watch the uh watch the fireworks from one of the lakes um that's pretty cool so i'm like man i had no clue about that so 
I'm glad that they're returning. So when I go in four to five years, hopefully they still have it. That would be cool to do. Hmm. That is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like that. Might have to try that out. Um, right. We have a full list of Walt Disney World, World Resort hotels, Disney Springs Resort area hotels, and more to offer early park entry to guests. So this one's important to me, not because of that, but because of we can probably assume that Disneyland is going to be doing this in about six months, more than likely. Because they're about six months behind Disney World. Maybe it'll get sped up, but I think with the new Delta variant, they're gonna they're gonna keep it kind of steady. But um yeah, I uh, I like this. <laughs> well, yeah, and with Disneyland, I mean the hotels, there's only three of them on property. Um, yeah, you know, that would be that would do the early park entry, other than that would be like an early um morning magic hour or something like that so right. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it will be um as bit or as difficult for them to roll it out at disneyland just because there's not as much um that that would be going on as they do at disney world right exactly so i mean we'll see uh, i know that they do have i think, I think because they, they do have i think you can buy early magic hour um, I think it's maybe a little bit cheaper at Disneyland, but I'm assuming with Disney Disney World, that's why they probably have so many outside hotels that can probably do that. So, yeah. um, next we have the Tron Light Cycle Run making major progress at the Magic Kingdom, which is expected because a lot of parts are being shut down and, and opened and whatever. But um, yeah, it's 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 expected, especially with everything there i think they're trying to get that done at a certain um point to try and um boost their their entries because they're not doing that great they're not like uh uh disneyland so yeah well, and, and i think they were trying to have it done by the the 50th as well to have a big draw um new right opening them up with the 50th i don't know if that's still the plan because i know the 50th got bumped back to october um uh-huh. that it might might be you know somewhere around that or it might be you know holiday time or after the first of the year so i was just glad that you know it said making major progress on it because i know there was behind or it looked like nothing was happening and now they're kicking it into into high gear yeah so we'll see how that goes um office emptied of props in jungle cruise uh Q at Magic Kingdom as exclusivity changes, inclusivity changes continue. Um, it makes me wonder if they're going to change Expedition Everest too, because um, uh, Expedition Everest has like a lot of the Indian posters all over it. So I don't know if they're going to, you know, try and change those or that's just themed correctly. I don't know. They're making a lot of changes, so we'll see what happens. And that more than likely that. The Disneyland doesn't have as much props. They're not. They're just like boat props for the most part. Apart at uh, a Disneyland, so I don't know what's different there. Yeah. Well, and you know, it rolls right into the next one where now it's got fully stocked with the new props at the Magic Kingdom. Um, and I mean, the difference between Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom is is at you know Magic Kingdom or or just Disney World in general is a lot of their queues 
are um, are bigger, longer, and they redid them to have um, interactive elements in them. All obviously right, right now, not much going on. So they kind of already went through and put some interactive elements on it, where it's like, hey, if we're already doing this, well, let's kind of change this up and whatnot, since it's kind of going to we're already going to be working on it. Where at Disneyland, you really can't do that just because you're limited to space, and they're you know they got to use every square foot to the best they can at uh, Disneyland or Disney World. You have um, you know a little bit more to more space to work with there. So it's true, um, but. Yeah, no, it's interesting that uh, I didn't even think about, you know, the office there that they took the basically out with the old and in with the new. And that was within, you know, a day or two. So uh, but it will be interesting to see, like, if they do Expedition Everest or if that is more so, um, I guess, the how do they call it more, you know, isn't, you know, the inclusivity changes need to happen there because. Right. It is, you know, true with um, the story of of Everest or how, you know, how how that goes with the village and everything there. So, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Um, Disney very merriest after hours coming to Magic Kingdom to replace Christmas Party. Now, this makes it sound like it's gonna be more of like an oogie boogie type of thing i think than it is an actual like christmas type party that i guess they used to have i never even had seen it i heard about it and i know people i bought tickets to it but i don't know much about the what the party was before but they're changing it a little bit so we'll see how that works out yeah it could just be and instead of halloween oogie boogie is it's just now it's you know oogie boogie but instead of halloween it's christmas yeah so yeah, maybe so. We'll see. Um, we have a full list of Christmas holiday offerings coming to Walt Disney World in 2021. Now those are big. Now I don't often recommend people use travel agents, but my aunt Tim knows my aunt um, is a travel agent. She used to do travel agent stuff. My godmother. His godmother is my my aunt's godmother, <laughs> um, and. Um, she would always say, like, when we went on our honeymoon, we literally went and booked with her, and she's like, let me to do some phone calls. And basically, but back then, you had to go through a realtor because a realtor would contact them, and then their, like, travel department would be like, okay, this is the deals we're having going for this month, next month, and the month after. And then what you would do is you would keep paying your travel agent, say, hey, here's a down payment, here's a couple installments, because usually, I think ours was, was – like three grand it ended up being it was like 40 something hundred with the food with flights and uh meal plans so we like we're like yeah we want to stay on resort and she's like okay well here's the deal if you book this one you get a free night if you book this one you get a uh a half off the meal plan and then you're just sitting there going okay do we are we going to spend this much on the food or blah 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 you know and so then you can pick so that's why i like when they announce it now because you can basically book your trip and I believe you should be able to – I think you'd still have to book through, like, a licensed agent that deals with Disney stuff because they do certify people in Disney Resort trips. So that's what you basically have to look for. So look at the holiday season and see what they have. But also look during the regular time of year because March is the slowest time of year at Disney World is what they told us when we went on our honeymoon. And so they have like the, the, they have the home and garden show going on there usually, and they have great deals to try and get people to book. So 
yeah look but, look often but like you said it's got to be um an official disney um you know travel partner because on a lot of the podcasts that i listen to they're sponsored by some type of travel company because you know they want you to to go through them and what they say is you don't pay us disney pays us or if and i'm sure it's the same as you because we went through your aunt my godmother as well um that if we booked it through her or did the exact same thing through like you know we did it ourselves it costs exactly the same but they get a kick back from disney correct um on it because you book through them so instead of them charging you they you know and, and kind of double dipping in it or 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 raising the rates up on you it's like no 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 you're going to pay the same whether you go through us or go through them. Disney's not charging you extra, but Disney, we get a kickback from Disney because we're sending you over there. And once they got you in the park, I mean, they yep. know you're going to spend more. So they're like, we'll gladly play. It's like getting a referral fee. We'll gladly, we'll gladly pay you whatever, you know, X amount or, you know, percentage on it to get it over there. So, um, yeah, no, that's, which I think is, is cool. Um, that that they do that so it's not like just yeah you go to a travel agent that it's going to cost you even more because you got to pay the travel agent or if they're certified through disney that most of the time it's going to cost exactly the same whether you did it or had the travel agent do it well and i will say um with the travel agent the one thing i do know is um they do have a little bit better ability of booking you cheaper flights um and one thing is a trick that my aunt taught me when you're booking a flight for two people, book the aisle in the window seat because it's usually cheaper because you're booking them separately, technically, right? So book a window in the aisle. Someone's always going to want in the middle. They're always going to want to switch for the aisle for the window. So you're losing, you're really saving money. You just switch with them in the flight. You know what I mean? And we yep. did that both, both there and back and it worked out great, except for on the way back. Um, some girl looked like she partied pretty hard. She had no carry on. She was wearing a bikini top and shorts and she had, um, like the, the drink with wristband on her. So she was partying hard for spring break and came back. Mind you, it was Lent. So that was great being a Catholic and not being able to drink soda at Disneyland or Disney world. That was tough, man. That's where I fell in love with pomegranate lemonade. Cause I asked him, what do you have? not soda i can't drink soda so i that trip i drank a ton of pomegranate lemonade a ton of water and a ton of powerade a lot of powerade and powerade is not good for you don't drink powerade <laughs> i'll say probably look at the calories and it might have been better to, <laughs> to drink the it's soda. like drinking liquid popsicle it's all it is it's a liquid popsicle yep. that powerade is powerade is yep. a different flavor than gatorade gatorade yep. is also not great for you because of the sugar and um you know that but powerade tastes like a liquid I, uh, liquid popsicle so yep no, it, um, exactly i'll just stick to my body armor exactly um the gingerbread houses are returning to walt disney world resort hotels for 2021 holiday season and i do remember seeing this because there were some pictures when we booked our hotel room when we stayed at the yacht club of the decorations they do on the inside so that's pretty cool they're bringing so it's a it's a good sign that they're doing that yeah um uh, and then they have an, a dates announced for the 2021 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Now, I've never seen it, but I'm assuming every single area celebrates their holidays differently. So that'd be kind of cool. Um, 
Wait, what? Oh, and then the Epcot monorail line is set to reopen soon. Cast members now scheduled. So that's been that's been shut down for a while. That was um wasn't there an accident? Didn't the monorail hit another monorail? Um, I don't know about that. I know that was the people mover. Um, I don't know on the monorail, which it very well could be, because I know sometimes that, you know, it happens. I mean, it's not like they're both going full blast and hit them. I think it's just, you know, they kind of coming into the station it. or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And gently, you know, like the nose cone touched them. But with this, um, I can't remember if, well, for Ep, I think the one for Epcot hasn't been open at all. Don't quote me on it. I think there's been other monorail lines that have been open. Um, but then what they did is they would be open only for a certain amount and then would stop uh, because, well, A, the parks were closing early and, you know, I think they didn't want, they only had them open during um, not really heavy guest traffic times, so, which is kind of weird, but hey, it is what it is. But yeah, you know, I saw I saw that. I'm like, oh, well, that's good. And the reason they say say it is that they are scheduling um, cast members to come back. So. That should be good. Yeah. And then uh, the last one, this one is the most random thing I've ever seen. A man was arrested after climbing a berm at Magic Kingdom to avoid paying for entry and parking. And he was actually caught after changing his clothes in a bathroom. Yep. That's he got that determined. far. He I got mean, that I far. Would, yeah. I would almost just give him a pass just to say, hey, you know what? I mean, you were determined here, buddy. I mean, you went through great lengths to <laughs> to uh, to do it, and then you know, okay, now when when you leave, now you're you're trespassed uh, from the property, and you could never come back. So, but yeah, he was 31 of Orlando, arrested on misdemeanor charges of trespassing and petty theft for the May 23rd incident. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, it just happened just a little after noon. 1245 p.m. That's so. I mean that's 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 gutsy right there. Like that's you not caring at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, ex- exactly. Um what else will look like a, a security officer that was uh, manning a checkpoint between the Magic Kingdom and the Contemporary noticed him um near the entrance of the near the entrance of the bus driver's break room. Oh, so he looked Kind of suspicious. <laughs> he looked around, walked up to the berm covered in foliage to keep people out of the park, and then scaled the fence. So, looked like the uh, security officer saw him do the exact same thing. So, oh, the security officer was in plain clothes. So that's probably why he didn't really think that he was was there. Oh, so that's yeah. So he probably caught to him, and he wouldn't realize who he was. Yep. Sheesh! Wow. Well, this was a long one. We want to thank you all for listening. I'm going to start editing it tomorrow because I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. But I want to thank you all for coming through. Mr. J, shout out to you. Uh, get that trip started planning. I want you guys to start planning it so we can go with you guys. It'll be fun. Um, we'll get this big group to go to Disney World. We'll have a blast. And we'll... Um, We'll uh, tear the town up, and I do have friends in Florida who probably would come out to hang out with us, too, so it's uh, pretty awesome. So I do want to thank everyone who comes through on a daily basis. 
through our all our different links at linktree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash fomocast gaming it is greatly appreciated and we do thank you whenever you guys come in and you know give us advice or ask to cover something so don't hesitate to ask or you know comment on some of our videos do what you got to do but uh thank you all for listening for the fomocast i am chris i'm tim and we'll see you guys next time